Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, August 7th, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Amanda Harris and Riley Wolfbauer. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending August 4th, 2023. In general economic news, the unemployment rate dropped to 3.5% in July, one of the lowest readings in decades. Those readings beat economists' estimates of 3.6% on the month. Average hourly earnings increased by 0.4% last month, above the expected rate of 0.3%. Auto lenders will soon be able to hedge use vehicle price exposure on an open derivatives market. Exponential Exchange, a Washington, D.C.-based startup founded in 2021, has set its sights on creating a market in which auto lenders, insurance providers, and rental companies, among others, can hedge volatile used vehicle value fluctuations in an open futures market. Insurance providers may want to hedge against price appreciation on vehicles they've insured, and rental companies may want to hedge against price depreciation on their fleet. Auto lenders could hedge against residual lease exposure or even credit risks. Exponential Exchange is targeting a second-half 2024 launch of the Futures Exchange following over-the-counter deals in the latter half of 2023. In auto finance, the volume of digitally originated auto loans increased during the second quarter despite slowing origination volume as consumers expect online channels to speed up the car buying process. The number of auto loans originated through e-contracting increased 7% quarter-over-quarter and 2% year-over-year to about 2.1 million contracts, according to Walters Kluwer. The highest volume of digitally originated loans came in May at about 729,000 contracts, compared with 668,000 contracts in April and 726 contracts in June. Subprime lenders are also reported second-quarter earnings last week. Credit Acceptance Corp., Consumer loan assignments on a unit basis rose 13% year-over-year to just over 82,000 contracts and 8.3% year-over-year on a dollar basis. Credit Acceptance Corp. has been originating to a, quote, higher credit score customer, Chief Treasury Officer Doug Buss said during the company's earnings call last Tuesday. Outstandings rose 4% year-over-year to $9.6 billion and forecasted collection rates on loans posted mixed results. Loans originated in 2023, including during Q1, held a forecast, forecasted collection rate of 67.5%, up 30 basis points from initial forecasts at the end of Q1. However, loans originated in 2022 posted the largest decline in forecasted collections, landing at 64.3%, down 170 basis points from Q1 and 320 basis points from initial forecasts. Consumer Portfolio Services also reported earnings last week. Riley has the details. Yeah, Consumer Portfolio Services has been making credit tightening actions since the third quarter last year, so that led to a decrease in originations for the lender of 23% sequentially and 42% year-over-year to about $318 million. 
Um, Mike Lavin, the president and chief operating officer at, at CPS, said on the call that the reduction in volume was purposeful as they scaled back to, due to certain macroeconomic headwinds. And they continue to operate with a tighter credit box, and they're keeping a keen eye on the affordability of their product for consumers. Uh, Lavin also noted that CPS's payment-to-income ratio across its portfolio trended down during the quarter, and the debt-to-income ratio remained relatively flat. Um, they did not mention specific numbers, but those were the general trends that they saw in their book. Um, as originations fell, their outstandings were flat sequentially at $2.9 billion, but up 11.5% compared with Q2 2022. Uh, CPS got roughly 8,000 applications a day during the quarter, and their approval rate came in at 62%, and that's up compared with 59% in the first quarter. Um, on approved loans, their average APR went up to 21.5%. That's up from 16.3% in Q2 2022. Uh, looking at their credit performance on their portfolio, their delinquencies went up about 200 basis points sequentially and 160 basis points year over year to 10.25%. Their net charge-offs came in at 6.3% of the portfolio, and that was up 280 basis points year over year. So, Joey, you noted that credit acceptance, their forecast for collections on their 2022 book went down. Uh, CPS also added color on their 2022 paper. Uh, Chief Executive Charles Bradley said that their 2022 originated loans are doing well, not as great as they had hoped, but they are still stronger and they're pleased with how it's performing. Uh, they're continuing to monitor it closely and they're making progress in getting that to perform where they would like it to perform. Uh, but as credit performance deteriorated a little bit, uh, they increased their uh, provision for credit losses to $9.7 million. That's up 8% quarter over quarter and 21% year over year. Um, so as you looking at uh, credit acceptance and CPS, it'll be interesting to see how this 2022 paper trends going forward since there are expectations for a little bit higher loss rates on that 2022. Right. And um, on credit acceptances earnings call, they said that, you know, 2022, as, as we all know, um, was a highly competitive market, which usually leads to um, loans, at least on their portfolio, not performing as well. So we'll definitely look into um, some of these other 2022 vintages, especially in the securitization market and, you know, the next week or, or the following week. Um, here just to see how, how they're performing. Last week, we also published our August feature on zombie debt. Amanda, what is zombie debt? Sure. So to start off, I'll just kind of walk us through. We all know debt in general has kind of a life cycle. So for auto loans, typically the creditor is the, the vehicle dealer. So that's kind of where everything starts. They sell the loan to a bank or a credit union or a finance company, whoever is financing that loan for the consumer. And then the debt will go through, you know, collection periods. So either consumers paying or in the case of zombie debt, where it eventually gets to, which I'll talk through in a second, the consumer's not paying. So eventually it goes through a charge off status. 
you know, delinquencies and then charge off. And then it's pretty much just a loss right at the, the lender. So they'll write it off as a loss. They typically will then sell it to a debt buyer. Now that debt can go through multiple debt buyers over its life cycle as people try to collect on this outstanding debt. Typically, you know, statute of limitations for collections, it does vary, but, you know, typically six, seven years last on a person's credit report for about seven years. So over that time period, people are trying to collect on it. They're selling it off to different debt buyers. Well, zombie debt tries to come in kind of at the end of that period where it has gone through so many different hands. It is now being sold at pennies on the dollar. So it's not uncommon for them to sell, try to sell this at, you know, five cents to the dollar, what it was originally worth. So at this point, people are selling it to each other. Zombie debt looks to kind of come in after it's been past the statute of limitations, usually way down the road. It can be 10 years down the road, for example. And it likes to basically take that long charged off debt that's uncollectible and use it in a way that will help somebody boost their credit score. Now, doing that, there's not really a lot of there's not really a legal avenue to just take someone's debt over and use it to boost your credit score. But fraudsters are basically coming in and selling this long charged off uncollectible debt and basically promising to report that back to the credit reporting agencies as fully paid or paid in full or paid as satisfied, something to basically try to get the credit updated to where this new owner is put on it. And it's notated as paid to where the new person who bought that debt, usually off of like debt selling websites, things like that, they bought it. They're trying to say they take an ownership of it. They paid a settlement for it. They're trying to get that. Maybe maybe it's like a seventy five thousand you know dollar auto loan that they paid a thousand dollars for. They're basically saying that I now have paid this. You need to notate it on my credit score. And now it looks like they have a $75,000 auto loan that's been paid off. Obviously, that's great for them as far as trying to get an auto loan in the future, you know, that meets their history requirements for a lot of these lenders. But there's really not a real legal way to do that. So that's really considered more, typically it's, you know, is considered fraud and it's typically tied to synthetic identity fraud. Usually when people will take those trade lines and connect it to a stolen or false social security number for the person. And then they use that number tied to like this credit history that's basically been fabricated to, you know, boost their credit score fraudulently at the lenders. So there's a lot involved in this, but it's essentially a scheme of trying to take this old debt and use it in a way to boost credit scores obviously is a risk. Now we talked to multiple different people in the debt buying space from a legal standpoint, you know, from a credit reporting standpoint, and everyone's basically saying the way that these the zombie debt is kind of being advertised as a way to boost credit, it's not legal and it would likely not fly at most creditors that have any kind of real, you know, steps in place. They they may get this letter asking, you know, to reassign this debt. Most creditors wouldn't just reassign debt to somebody else, wouldn't let someone just assume it without, you know, a pretty thorough process in place to assume that debt legally and, you know, to underwrite that new buyer or new borrower, I should say. So there, you know, there's definitely steps in place, but it is something that's becoming, you know, more and more involved in auto. It's it's pretty new in auto. It's something that's been around mortgage sees it quite a bit. We're hearing about these zombie mortgages that people are also getting calls for for a mortgage that they like paid off 10 years ago or maybe never had. 
So it is happening in other areas of credit, but we're seeing it pop up in auto now. It's just like this new scheme where they're selling off these like package loans or, or individual trade lines with these false, you know, credit repair promises. So it is something that people need to be aware of. It's something to look out for if you're getting, you know, requests to update long charged off loans that you no longer even maybe service or furnish to the credit reporting agencies about. You know, that's definitely a red flag and it's definitely something that lenders should be aware that, you know, is happening and people are trying to do whether or not they're super successful at it. They are trying to do this as a way to boost credit. It's another credit repair fraud. We've been talking about that being an issue in auto for a long time. This is yet another kind of avenue that people are trying to do this with. And it just happens to be trying to leverage, you know, this old kind of debt that's sitting out there for it could be a decade or more. And that's where it kind of gets this term from. So that's that's the kind of gist of it. Our feature goes in way more in depth. If you want to know more, um, you know, about how this is handled, how to maybe look out for avoiding this and, and some of the legal implications of why this maybe shouldn't work very well, but, but could possibly work depending on the circumstances. I definitely recommend reading, you know, the whole feature. Definitely. That about does it for today's episode. As a reminder, nominations are now open for the 2023 Auto Finance Excellence Awards, which celebrate achievement in the automotive lending and leasing industries and will be presented at the Auto Finance Summit in October in Las Vegas. Auto lending companies and executives may nominate themselves or colleagues for excellence in community service, competitor performance, customer service, human resources, information technology, leadership, and operations. The deadline to submit nominations is September 22nd. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.